When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This is VEASAN's Betting Across America, live from the South Point in Las Vegas. Adam Candy joined by James Salinas from Denver, Colorado, here as we take a look at not only the lines here in Las Vegas, where, of course, you're used to getting your information from, but as legal sports betting makes its way throughout the rest of the country, Colorado is one of the hotter markets in all of the United States, and James Salinas has some information on what's happening in the Denver area as well. James, uh, one of the fun things that we can do as games get underway on the early side today is talk to people about the bets they can follow along with us. What sort of action do you and I have? And at least for this Saturday afternoon, you have outbet me uh, by a fairly significant amount in terms of choices here. I'm going to let you talk a little bit more about your favorite bets for today. I see you've got some baseball, some basketball, and a little bit of hockey. I don't know if that's a good thing, is it? I've got more bets out there than you do, Adam. I, what does that say about me? I guess that's how we roll here in Colorado. I, I think, but here's where we're at, right? We've got we've got NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs. Like, now we're away from the, the exhibition that is the NBA regular season, and now we see a totally different game when we're getting to the NBA playoffs. Not so much with NHL. I think it's a, a little bit of a different animal, but I think this year in the pandemic for the NHL regular season was very complicated because you were playing the same team's 
so many times and teams really got to know each other quite a bit. And now that's kind of carried over into how they're performing and who they're playing within the playoffs within their own division for these first couple rounds. So, yeah, I'm a little bit all over the board so I can talk about a couple things in baseball, looking at the the Reds and the Cardinals game as one of them uh, with this Reds Cardinals matchup here. It's really thinking about where the Cardinals are at with their starting rotation. Uh, Flaherty was pitching really well to get the season started. He's on the shelf now. He's banged up. Might be out for a few weeks. We'll see. Mikolas has been out. For, he's going to be out through August, I think. So a couple starters there are out for a while. So they're going to have to bring in Johan Aviedo. He's made a spot start before. He's really a reliever having to step into here. And I think the thing with Aviedo is he's going to have to come in and eat some innings in this game, Adam. Here's the problem with, with this Cardinals bullpen. The last three days, they've pitched 15 innings in relief. So that bullpen's a little weary and a little wary here. They're going to have to rely on Aviedo to just eat some innings. I think he's going to get tagged a little bit. Uh, he's uh, got an ERA over seven in the spot starts that he's done so far this season. 15 hits and 13 walks in just 15 and a third innings pitched. Has not fared very well, has Aviedo. So I think here, matching up against the Reds, I was looking, was thinking about playing the team total here. Uh, Tyler Malley hasn't been as great in this month of May or the previous month of May as he was in April. His ERA in May was up to five. His ERA in April was 1.75. Spin rates aside and wherever Malley's at right now, I'm not really sure, but I wanted to stay away from the full total. So, But I did play the Reds team total sitting over at four and a half plus 100. So it's even money for the Reds team total. I think they're going to be able to have their way with Aviedo on the mound and he's going to have to eat some innings just with the where the, the bullpen stands right now needing to rest as far as as much as they can in this game because of how many innings they've had to eat the last three games previously. Well, James, I think what it says is that you took your time and did some careful research on these bets, and that's why you have more bets than I do here. Uh, I only have one uh, in thus far, uh, and we talked a little bit about it on the last show. Uh, James Harden points, rebounds, assists total in the Milwaukee Brooklyn game. This is largely based on the idea that we're sitting there on 240 for the total in this game. So if you believe that, and I do, then you're looking at a situation where James Harden could be in a situation to really, really go off. Um, I would shop this number, get the best possible one you can. If you were to add the ones that you have on our board here at vsin.com, 27 and a half, 4.5, 10.5, you're going to come out with a number uh, I believe at 42 and a half, if you can find points, rebounds, assists over 42 and a half, go for it. I like that on the over. Um, there are much higher numbers out there. I was actually just looking at one of them here on the East Coast at 45 and a half. That would give me just a little bit more pause. But I think James Harden is going to be the focal point of what the Brooklyn Nets are doing at the offensive end. And when you play that points, rebounds, assist, you have multiple ways to get there. Is he shooting threes? Is he distributing? What is James Harden doing? Well, he's doing a little bit of everything to help the Nets get where they want to go. Welcome into VEASAN's Betting Across America from here in Las Vegas and Denver, Colorado. I'm Adam Candy at the South Point, and James Salinas is in Denver, Colorado, as we go over not only uh, what we have to bet, but 
what we also are probably taking a look at waiting a little bit longer and maybe getting in a little closer to the game uh maybe even some live betting as well james let's continue to chat about the brooklyn nets and the milwaukee bucks we know that's probably the game that the most people will want to get involved with here today from uh from a betting perspective nba starting at 7 30 p.m eastern tonight nets minus four total 240 uh you can find that number going uh, a little bit lower in some other places 239 239 and a half on the total in the series brooklyn minus 200 Milwaukee plus 165. Now, you and I talked a bit earlier about some alternate ways into this series, and uh, you think this series might go a few games. Just thinking about where the Nets perspective is and what we see out of playoff basketball when these games, the, the series start to continue through and games progress, it really comes down to and the games are tight. And I think that's what we're expecting from the Nets versus the Bucks. There's some tight, close games, some competitive games for sure. Uh, thinking about, well, when it gets into the fourth quarter, it becomes it becomes a one on one ISO affair. And when you think about the Nets and the big three that are out there. They all have the ability to score and create their own shots from anywhere out there on the court. Now, I know James Harden has become really the point forward for the the Brooklyn Nets, the facilitator for the Nets, and as far as his assist ratio and getting everybody engaged and involved. But he also, we know he can take the big clutch shot and make the big clutch shot. And I think that's really the advantage here for the Nets. Neither, the, the Nets do not play defense. We know that. So this isn't about, well, they get into playoffs and defense wraps up. Sometimes with certain teams it does because they have to rely on that. I think for the Nets, they're going to expend their energy on the offensive side. And I just have questions about with the Bucks, and this is kind of where I'm going with this is thinking about the Bucks. Now they're able to, to get that pressure and that really that monkey off their back from how they performed against the Miami Heat in the, in the playoff bubble last year and really just getting completely dominated by the Heat and exercised those demons this past series where they swept them out of the playoffs. And, and now moving forward, I think the pressure's off from that standpoint here, but now the pressure will be on as the games get tighter who's going to be those scores we know what we know what Giannis is and he's going to be attack 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 to the basket not a good matchup for the Nets I think Giannis is going to be able to have his way in each and every game but when we get into tight fourth quarter who's going to be there to help shoulder the load the scoring load throughout the fourth quarter to be able to win these games not to stay within the games and be competitive but win these games is it going to be Drew Holiday is it going to be Chris Middleton who's going to be that guy that the Bucks can rely on and step step up to make those shots Middleton did it in one game the only competitive game in that Miami Heat series in game one to w- hit that big shot to win in overtime I just want to see the matchups here I, I want to see how Drew Holiday where he how he's going to are uh, is he going to be guarding is he going to be on Kyrie Irving Adam and is he going to stick with Irving now Irving doesn't facilitate so that means he's not going to be an on the ball defender not really sure how these matchups are going to play out because we can't really take a whole lot from the three matchups that we saw in the regular season as those three games the Bucks took two out of those three but in those three games there wasn't one game where the Nets had the big three out there on the court they will now come game one and they will throughout the series if they stay healthy well you have to assume that they'll have those three guys because this is exactly why they rested them so long 
during the regular season. They made sure that those guys were completely healthy for this time of year. And of course, injuries happen. We can't really project any of that, but you have to assume that they'll have all three of those major scoring options. And even beyond that, you look and see that they've got a guy like Joe Harris who can help them out with the shooting. I do uh, have a lean on his prop over today on three pointers. Haven't played that yet, but likely ultimately will, depending on where the juice ends up on the two and a half. On the other side, you mentioned Giannis, and no, there is no defensive answer for Giannis, but I, I, the pressure, if there is any, you talk about the pressure being off, if there is any pressure, it is on a guy like Chris Middleton in this series because he has to be all-star level Chris Middleton for the Bucks to have a reasonable shot to win this thing. Uh, sitting there 21.5, 5.5 rebounds, 4.5 assists. Here's what I think about that. Chris Middleton... If he is the second all-star, if he is the guy who is going to help the Milwaukee Bucks win a playoff series, that in a game with 240 as the total, Chris Middleton's point prop has to be higher than 21 and a half. I'm not saying he's going to get there, but I am saying that Chris Middleton has to be scoring at a level that forces that number up to 23 or 24 at the least uh, for our betting purposes as we go along. Uh, Bryn Forbes, I think, is another interesting one on the prop market. 11 and a half on the points. I think I would rather go about it uh, with three-pointers, though, at two and a half because guy gets three three-pointers, nine points. I think that's probably something that's uh, attainable a little more than that 11 and a half. He's not a guy who's going to be getting a lot of looks at the basket from inside the three-point arc and if Brooklyn is going to try to clog up the lane at all on Middleton, and I should say on uh, Antenna Kupo, then it's going to be guys like Middleton, like Forbes, who are looking to shoot from the outside and hopefully uh, for the Bucks fans, keep them in that contest. National Hockey League today, couple of contests for us to take a look at. James, the Carolina Hurricanes are in Tampa Bay. The road team has won all three games. Thus far in this series, Tampa leads the series two games to one. Carolina dealing with some injuries. Uh, no Trocheck for them and no Niederreiter. It is a 408 Eastern start from Tampa Bay. Lightning minus 160, Hurricanes plus 150. Total five and a half, heavily juiced to the under. Same thing out here as far as the total goes. A dollar forty to the under at five and a half. Not as but not as great of a get back here if you're liking the road dog with the Hurricanes. Uh, basically, consensus is right about plus one forty. I haven't gotten involved with this game. I don't think that I probably will. I think here is where Tampa is just the team where I typically don't like to try to get in front of those teams' championship caliber teams. Now this is a different scenario. We talked about thinking about the Lakers and how they went out in the first round that was a beat up banged up team well the beat up banged up team here is not tampa they are actually finally starting to get healthy they were pretty banged up prior to the tail end of the regular season and, and kind of just went through the motions and rested some guys in order to get themselves healthy for the playoff run and you mentioned some of the injuries with carolina and now thinking about well the last performance with the Lightning, not nearly as as engaged, especially defensively, uh, and the urgency wasn't there because they took the first two games down in Carolina. Now, I th we definitely saw that urgency play out for the Hurricanes in that game three. Had a lot more chances at the net, closer to the net against Vasilevsky here, but I think we'll see the championship medals for Tampa to really draw on that tonight. 
have a little competitive pride in how they lost that game and really their performance overall against Carolina in that game three. Too big a price for me to lay here, Adam, with the Lightning at you know, roughly $1.65. But I could only, if I was going to play this game, the only way I could go would be with Tampa Bay uh, to win this game and go up 3-1 in this series. Here's my advice when it comes to betting this game. I'm not going to bet anything pregame. I want to see how Carolina comes out. Uh, I want to see how competitive they are early on. And if you are someone sitting around waiting for a better live price on Tampa, don't get greedy because the number isn't going to go out to the five, six, seven to one that you end up seeing live on some other teams because there's a lot of respect for this Tampa Bay offense. When Carolina went up 2-0 in the second, late in the second period of game three, uh, Tampa did not get past uh, four to one on that live line. And so I would not be looking for an enormous price on them just for comparison's sake. When the Bruins ended up down two goals in game three, uh, they were 13 to one to come back at the beginning of the third period. So the Tampa Bay Lightning have the respect of the odds makers. Uh, I will not be playing it pregame. But the other thing about this time of the year, you're seeing that heavy juice to the under. And when we talk about the Bruins and the Islanders coming up, you're going to see an enormously low total. These teams know each other very well. They played each other eight or nine times during the regular season. They know pretty much everything that the other side is going to do. Uh, unders are going to be your way to look in general uh, between these teams. Bruins and Islanders game four at 7.15 p.m. Eastern. This game is being played on the island, uh, Islanders are home dogs, plus 125. Bruins, minus 135. Pre-game total of five. It is slightly juiced to the over at minus 120. Uh, James, you are a believer in the raucous crowd and the hopes of the New York Islanders tonight. And Coach Barry trots for the Islanders, too. Last two games, very tight affairs. Uh, both ended up in overtime, and so obviously with the Bruins winning the last game and really a, a kind of soft goal let in by Varley for for the Islanders here. I just feel like now we, we kind of see this sometimes where the urgency falls back on the team that needs to bounce back, and in this case, that would be the Islanders here. And, and being with that raucous home crowd there in Nassau Coliseum, you know that's going to definitely give them a boost and an advantage. And the other piece here, too, is with the Bruins now offensively, yes, and especially that that first line they are spectacular they're so talented of a of an offensive team defensively here though for the Bruins a couple injuries to note Miller is still out he went out midway through that series against Washington and so he will not be there tonight for the Bruins neither were Brandon Carlo he got checked into the boards really hard probably a concussion now he's had a, a number of concussions in his career so if that is the case he may not be back for the rest of the series and or the playoffs potentially so I think here just the urgency some of the injuries to the Bruins on the defensive side a little thin back there and with the Islanders playing at home behind that raucous crowd in Nassau Coliseum I did take the home dog here plus a dollar 25. I might be someone willing to get in live on the Bruins if the Islanders go up in this game. If you look at the advanced metrics, the Boston Bruins are up at 59% expected goals for percentage uh, when it comes to five-on-five five in the playoffs. They have hit a different level ever since the acquisition of Taylor Hall from Buffalo offensively. And 
Tuka Rask has not been vintage the best Tuka Rask that we've seen, but I do think he is the best goaltender in this series. He's been dealing uh, with some back problems, but ultimately the Boston Bruins are playing at an outstanding level uh, of hockey there. Corsi 4 is up over 54% uh, for the playoffs, so their puck possession is there as well. I'm not going to bet it pregame. If I were to uh, get involved pregame, I probably would lean toward the Bruins, but that's not based on anything that I think uh, is necessarily heads up with the way James is looking at it. It is largely the respect that I have for this Boston team and uh, what I think I can envision for them moving forward throughout the rest of the Stanley Cup playoffs. James, I know that uh, another way we can talk about both Tampa, Carolina and Boston is the series prices. And you've been involved both in the NBA and the NHL with trying to find a little bit more plus value on the series prices in general, uh, whether we're talking about this series or any other series. How is uh, how is your theory set up on how you like to look for those? Looking for, I think for me, just being a frugal better when it comes to now. We talked about oh, I got a, a number of more bets than what you are out here. So it's not about frugal being the the volume and the amount of bets that I put in, but it's what I'm willing to lay. It's the price that I'm willing to lay. And I think just over the years, I've just really conditioned myself. I am much more of an underdog better. I'm much more of a plus price better. And that's what I look for when we're talking both NHL series and or NBA series to, to try to find some of those bigger plus prices to where it's it's not it can be game to game but if we're looking at series prices I'm trying to think of how far do I think this series will extend based on who I think is going to win and from there you can find a variety of different plus prices and so similar to what I've done with the Avalanche series where I have them to, to, to win in six games plus 450 and a win in seven games plus 650 yeah you need to, uh, a little zigzag to go back and forth here but I think I get to that point that's where I got a chance to either get off my bet, hedge the bet, be able to pull and extract some kind of some kind of profit from it. Like in particular, I think about the 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 Canadians versus Toronto. Now I had Toronto in a chalk parlay as far as series went, and coming into that game seven. I did play the other side, and I did play the Canadians. Sometimes I do, sometimes I don't, based on what I think is how the game is going to close. So that's really where it gives you some flexibility, or at least gives me flexibility to know as the series progresses, maybe some injuries came into play, or in this case here, thinking about that Toronto Maple Leaf series, you could just feel, and just felt like you could just see the pressure continuing to mount on the Maple Leafs, even though they were up 3-1 to one in that series. And once it got to Game 7, I had absolutely no confidence in the Maple Leafs to be able to pull that game out, which they obviously did and were sent home. So that gives me an advantage to be able to extract some value and extract some kind of plus money for my bets. So that's kind of the approach that I'll take. But it goes series to series, and basically a lot of the matchups really have to come in play for me. So it's not just a clear cut, do it blindly across the board, but I'll find different series where I like to do that with. I do not have that with this Boston series, nor do I do that with the Tampa Bay series that are coming up today. You mentioned the Toronto Maple Leafs and the Montreal Canadiens. Ends. I thought that was one of the best betting opportunities of the year in game seven uh, of that series. We had already seen Toronto pulling splinters out of their hands from how hard they were gripping the sticks throughout games five and six. I played the Canadians at plus 180 as soon as I could get that uh, in game seven. Played the Canadians last night live at even money. I, this is a team where if you followed Montreal throughout the season, you know that the puck possession numbers 
their expected goals for. It's been there for them all year long. They just have not had the goaltending up until now. And Carey Price has found old Carey Price form. He looks locked in. Montreal Canadiens are a dangerous team, holding a 2-0 lead in that series against Winnipeg. Yeah, they're going to have to see either the Vegas Golden Knights or the Colorado Avalanche in the next round. But the way Montreal is playing right now, you're probably going to continue to find some value on that Canadiens team as we move forward after that one nothing victory last night in game two. Some headlines from the NBA when we return. Hey, if you had a $44 million option for next year, would you take it? One NBA player won't. It's betting across America. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. With basketball, hockey, and baseball games every week, it's time to get into BetMGM Sports Nevada from your sports betting app. BetMGM is all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Download the BetMGM app today. Stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account and start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM's state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. 
Betting Across America returns on your Saturday. Adam Candy in Las Vegas, James Salinas in Colorado. Thank you for spending a little bit of time with us. And stay tuned to the show. We've got a couple of horse racing experts coming up in Dwayne Colucci and Ron Flatter to talk to you about the Belmont Stakes and the eight horses that will take the track in New York. James, little update from the National Basketball Association. Uh, according to some Sixers beat reporters, Joel Embiid did participate in part of practice today. None of the live drills did get out there and do some shooting. He is listed as day-to-day. So that's your quick update on the Sixers. Uh, we did tell you earlier that the Orlando Magic have let go of head coach Steve Clifford. So that franchise that's in the middle of a rebuild will be looking for some new help as well. Uh, we've spent plenty of time talking about coaching over the last 24 hours as well, James, with the Portland Trailblazers. And after that horrific collapse in the fourth quarter against the Nuggets in game six, uh, Terry Stotts will more than likely be looking for a new job after nine seasons in Portland. Damian Lillard speaking up, saying that he wants Jason Kidd to coach the team, but there are reportedly a number of teams circling the waters in Portland to see if Damian Lillard could be available in trade. And I mean, that would be just about as earth shaking a move as you could see in the NBA. Thinking about Lillard and, and with Stotts being gone. I mean, uh, Terry Stotts, it, he doesn't, he, he's not the one drafting players and building that roster. And I think we saw the, what we see through these series, whether it's, it's NHL or, or major league baseball, in this case, NBA playoff series, you get to, you really, the weaknesses show out. And I think the weakness for Portland was there's no depth on that team. They got nothing from their bench. I mean, they were relying on 37 year old Carmelo Anthony to shoulder the scoring load coming off the bench. That was the only production they had, and really it was Lillard up to Lillard to have to carry that team each and every game, and we saw him completely wear down, especially after that double overtime game in Game 5 here in Denver, which they lost. Second half in that game, he just really had nothing left. So, you know, there's roster moves to be made. Now, What what is Portland? How much? I guess that's where we start thinking about some of these players speaking out, feeling they, they have some leverage to say, well, if you want me, this is some of the things that I want to see. Now, if it's, if it's Jason Kidd, obviously there must be some kind of relationship there. Kidd hasn't been in the league. He hasn't been a head coach for the last four years, and even when he was, when those brief those handful of years when he was with the Nets and the Bucks, he was a sub 500 coach. So I'm not sure with Jason Kidd that might appease Damian Lillard, but that's not going to fix the issues on that roster for Portland. You know, I'm not going to blame everything on injuries. I think Zach Collins could have helped that team a lot uh, off the bench this year and given them some backup for Nurkic and given them a little bit of the depth they're missing, but they do need help on the wings. Robert Covington really fell off this year and was not the player that he's been in the past. And that three and D kind of guy having a Trevor Ariza prototype really would help Portland in the long run. We'll see if they're able to fix that up. Uh, If you were Chris Paul, James, and you had a $44.4 million player option for next year. Would you be turning it down? Because according to Eric Pincus of Bleacher Report, that's what Chris Paul is going to do. And of course, it's easy for us to say, oh, well, you turned down $44 million. But obviously, Chris Paul seems to be uh, playing it for a longer term contract. 
And that's exactly it. Longer term, more money, maybe a three, looking for a three-year deal, $100 million somewhere potentially. So long run, more money there. But I think obviously he still wants to play in the league. And now I think him coming him, with Paul, the addition to the Suns coming there as the point guard, really the leader, the veteran leader of that team, and now leading them past the ba- beat-up Lakers team into the second round. Great season all season long for the Suns as the number two seed in the Western Conference. I think this is another player feeling like, look, I still have something left here and I have leverage. Look what I've done with this young Suns team to be able to bring them. They hadn't been in the playoffs in a decade. Look what we've been able to do because of my play and ultimately my leadership on the court. Utilizing leverage is one thing, but can they afford them? Can the Suns with some of these other contracts that'll be coming up soon, namely Booker and as well as Aiton? Not sure where they go, but maybe uh, we start to see another big three and Chris Paul finds himself somewhere else, maybe New York. Maybe the Los Angeles Lakers. Stay tuned. Don't do that to me. Do not say Chris Paul in New York and get me all excited about the idea of Chris Paul coming to the Knicks. I I, I can't let myself go there. The playoff loss is just too recent. Uh, more coming up on Vison's betting across America in just a moment. The Belmont Stakes is today in the VEASAN horse racing. Experts are analyzing the horse's track conditions and prior race results to find the betting edge. Our team is here to get you ready to make your best bet on the final race of the Triple Crown. Visit VEASAN.com slash horses to find our full race coverage, special offers from our partners, including a $20 credit at the VEASAN store, and picks from horse racing experts, including Dave Tooley, Ron Flatter, Jeff Siegel, Millie Ball, and Jeremy Plonk. That's VEASAN.com slash horses and stay tuned for Ron Flatter coming up here on betting across America in just about an hour from New York where he has all the latest getting ready for the Belmont stakes. I'm Adam Candy in Las Vegas. James Salinas is in Denver. Steph Kamershack is behind the glass telling us that we cannot pick four. We cannot pick five in this little piece. We can only pick three. We can only pick three for NFL offensive rookie of the year. Um, now, last time we did one of these segments, you and I, I think, had the exact same picks. One of our picks is the same here, two of them a little bit different, but I think we're both on the same theory. We all, we both have a quarterback, we both have a running back, and we both have Kyle Pitts. So let's start right there. What is it about Kyle Pitts at 10 to 1 that you like? For Kyle Pitts, I think he's just going to be a trendsetter in the NFL when it comes to the tight end position. And we have a few of them out there thinking about what what, what we see with Kelsey in, in, in Kansas City and as well as a few other places like namely um, Kittle in San Francisco. But I think Kyle Pitts, his route running ability that he has, the size, the speed, the hands, you name it. I mean, I don't think we've ever seen a player as talented come in labeled at the tight end position. I, I think he's going 
going to play. Whether he's on the line of scrimmage or playing out wide, you can line him up all over the line of scrimmage and all over the field. So I think here for Kyle Pitts, do you know where they're at for Atlanta offensively with Matt Ryan? You have a veteran quarterback that he's going to have opportunities to, to have the ball from, as well as Arthur Smith coming over as the head coach now, knowing that he loves to feature the tight end, wants to run the football too, although I don't think Atlanta with their roster is currently built to be that strong of a running game, but being able to feature the tight end in particular when they get down to the red zone, I think with Kyle Pitts out there, veteran quarterback with Matt Ryan, I think Kyle Pitts has a huge season this year as a rookie, so he's going to put up a ton of numbers. I don't know how many games Atlanta's going to win this season because their defense is still going to be a, a, a mess, but offensively, I think they're going to put up a lot of points, and Kyle Pitts is going to have his hands in a lot of those points too. James, I have absolutely no idea how you cover this guy. Um, he's going to have cornerbacks bounce off him. He's going to run right by linebackers. If you don't double him, there's almost no way to cover him. So I like Kyle Pitts at 10 to 1 for rookie of the year. And I'm going to be in love with whoever the wide receivers are left in Atlanta when I think of what about what they're going to have to do to cover Kyle Pitts and the singles that could open up for a Julio Jones or a Calvin Ridley. It's going to be pick your poison uh, when it comes to that Atlanta offense passing wise. You have a longer shot in a running back. I have a longer shot in a running back. You have Javante Williams at 25 to one in Denver. I actually have a much better price than this. I have Trey Sermon at 50 to one uh, ticket already in the account on that one in San Francisco. But uh, Javante Williams comes into Denver uh, James and we don't know who his quarterback will be yet, but it certainly still could be Aaron Rodgers. Potentially, I still just I can't see that happening. I, not from Denver's perspective. If they get their hands on Aaron Rodgers, absolutely. They'll do whatever they got to do to make that deal work. But from the Green Bay side, just the PR nightmare if they let him go. But regardless of who the quarterback is here, I think just looking at this Denver team, a lot of upgrades defensively, in particular in the secondary. That defense is going to keep Denver competitive each and every week throughout the NFL season. And I think offensively, that offensive line has gotten better. Garrett Bowles actually can block and pass block and run block without holding guys. Now he really improved this past season, but I think for the running back position here with Javante Williams, I think soon enough, it's not going to be Melvin Gordon. Gordon, number one, whether he can stay healthy or not, but he also puts the ball on the ground quite a bit. And I think with Javante Williams, fresh legs coming in. And I think Denver is going to, with Shermer is going to want to take some of the pressure off, whether it's lock or whether it's Bridgewater, whoever the quarterback is going to be utilize the play action game for those guys but being able to build that play action game based on the run game and I think Javante Williams I, I really like his he he's a great athlete he's a great runner hard runner initiates contact I like I, I think I thought it was a steal for Denver to be able to get him in the second round where they did and I think soon enough as the season progresses now the 17 games as well uh, I just don't think as the season goes on I think he's going to be the feature back and you're going to see Gordon hit the bench Javante Williams is an absolute prototype for today's running back in the NFL. And if he ends up being rookie of the year, I would not be surprised in the slightest. I actually had a little investment in him to be first uh, running back drafted this year. Uh, I was fading the idea of Najee Harris, which the Steelers made me look bad, but they also made themselves look bad for taking Najee Harris. So let's talk about the Trey Sermon thing. Um, I have him at 50. If you or anybody else out there, thinks that you know who Kyle Shanahan is going to trust as the running back in that offense this year, let me tell you something. You're wrong. Because Kyle Shanahan will put anyone 
at running back. Whoever happens to be performing at the time is going to get opportunities in that San Francisco offense. And I don't care if it's Trey Lance or Jimmy Garoppolo. I trust Kyle Shanahan, and I trust what you're going to see out of a guy like Trey Sermon if he gets the carries. Now, obviously, it is running back by large committee in there, but at 50 to 1 where I have him, even at 30 to 1 here, I don't think you're going to find much better value down there um, than what Javante Williams and uh, Trey Sermon will bring to the table. Now, both of us have a quarterback. You like Justin Fields at 5 to 1. I'm very, very chalky with uh, Trevor Lawrence at plus 275. Uh, how long do you think it'll be before Justin Fields becomes the starting quarterback in Chicago? I don't think it'll be. I think he should start week one. That, uh, you're going to go forward. You moved up to go get him. They've had quarterback issues. That that This has been a competitive team th- over the last handful of years. It's the quarterback position that's held them back. Well, the quarterback's position has held them back since their Super Bowl days with, with Jim McMahon. So I think here, why wait? Why would you wait for Fields to, to learn, not learning anything here? Put him in there, insert him week one. I just look at the, the three rookie quarterbacks, one, two, three, that were drafted through uh, with some of these other ones. We're thinking about how, where they were able to move up to Fields to get him at, what, 11, I think it was, 11 or 12. I think for those couple other picks with the Jets as well as with Lawrence at the Jacksonville Jaguars, they're just bad football teams. That's why they got to pick number one and number two. Chicago is built to win on the defensive side, and there's some talent on the offensive side as well with Robinson and liked what we saw out of the speed without a Mooney. And and, and then David Montgomery really came on in the second half when they changed play-calling duties and started to run the football more. I think Fields is going to be in there week one. He's His team has the best opportunity to win, and that always helps when you're talking about winning rookie of the year it's nice put up stats but you also have to win some football games i think chicago is the best team to win football games with fields at the quarterback position makes sense to me i think trevor lawrence is going to be throwing and throwing and throwing and throwing with as much as the jaguars are going to be behind he's just going to compile stats and the narrative is already there for trevor lawrence belmont stakes info coming up along with some baseball nba nhl on betting across america I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter let's please welcome jamal crawford to point game king of the court one-on-one tournament if they had it back in your prime do you think you could have took it all i'm gonna be honest with you i don't think i could have took it all 
But I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. I'm not guarding like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Turn a $1 wager on the Bucks or Nets into $100 with BetMGM. If either team hits a three, just use bonus code VSIN100 when you sign up for the King of Sportsbooks and get ready for showtime. Download the app or go to BetMGM.com for more details. Make sure to use promo code VSIN100. It's a new customer offer, paid and free bets. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. Colorado, Indiana, Iowa, Michigan, New Jersey, Nevada, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, or West Virginia only. Excludes Michigan dissociated persons. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado, Nevada, and Virginia. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-GAMBLER in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, and West Virginia. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa, in Tennessee. Call or text the red line 800-889-9789 in Indiana. Call 1-800-9-WITH-IT. This promotional offer is not available in Nevada. Beeson's Betting Across America heads to the bottom of our number one with the Belmont Stakes coming up later this afternoon. We'll have Dwayne Colucci with us right after the break to chat about what he sees coming up in the race today. But for now, Adam Candy and James Salinas continuing with more talk on the association, the Suns and the Nuggets, James, coming up in a series with two versus three that I'm not sure everyone expected to see. I think, in fact, a lot of people probably thought the opposite teams in these two series would be winning a Lakers team that finally looked healthy. Turns out it wasn't. And a Blazers team that everyone thought could take advantage of the absence of Jamal Murray, which it ultimately didn't. So now we've got the Suns sitting here minus 225 to win the series against the Denver Nuggets, plus 180 coming back on the Nugs. This game uh, one will be on Monday in Phoenix. Hometown Nuggets or the Suns for you, James? I think right now, I, it's too big a price for me. I, I favor this, the Suns to win the series, but two and a quarter is too much for me to lay with, with this series here. Just thinking about the grit that we've seen out of the Nuggets. Now, 
Yeah, having Jamal Murray, when was that going to creep up and, and impact the Nuggets in the playoffs? We know what a spectacular ride. He really carried that team last year in the playoff bubble. Big shot after big shot, winning big game after big game to move and advance to the Western Conference Finals against the Lakers. And really, he got beat up and banged up along the way, and they just had nothing left to face the Lakers. But here, I think this is where his absence is going to show. You can only pull and rely on players like Austin Rivers, who wasn't even on the team roughly a month ago. Uh, Faku Kampaz has been a nice addition as of a, a, rook, a 30-year-old rookie that came over from Argentina to really play spot minutes for the Nuggets this season and thrust into the starting role because of some of the injuries, not only to Jamal Murray, but also Will Barton being out, and he's been out. He has not played in quite a while. So I think those the, 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 the lack of having that big clutch shooter to help complement Joker is going to show up in here in a seven-game series. So I'm not going to get involved with the series. I think it's going to be probably game to game for me here because I think on the other side with Phoenix, we saw the emergence of Devin Booker. We knew Devin Booker fully capable of being able to shoulder any kind of scoring load, and he did that once Chris Paul went down with that shoulder injury in game one against the Lakers, and Chris Paul is now strictly turned into a facilitator. He is really not looking to score. His shoulder continues to bother him. It is injured, and you see him continuing to get banged on and re-aggravate it. So that's really the concern for me on the Phoenix Suns side is, all right, well, what are we going to see out of Paul through a full seven-game series if it goes that long? I think that's the question mark for me on the Suns side to back the Suns and lay $2 or lay two and a quarter, which is where it stands now as the series price. I favor the Suns here, Adam, but I can't lay that number with Chris Paul's status and then with the Nuggets. I think the, the great run and the grit that they showed in that Portland series, uh, it's a really galvanized team. There's great chemistry. You can see it on the sideline. Those guys all play together. They root for each other. They're very connected. I think Michael Malone has done a great job managing personalities on that ball club, in particular Michael Porter Jr. And uh, he can be a little temperamental at times. Tough love from Michael, from Coach Michael Malone. But here, I think the absence of Jamal Murray finally catches up. I can't see how the Nuggets can win this series outright. I also cannot see how the Nuggets can win this series outright. However, minus 225 on a Suns team with a questionable Chris Paul is not anything I want. What I will be looking at early in the series, I know we just talked about it with the Bucks and the Nets about not playing game one props. I will be looking for game one props here, and I will be playing under on Nikola Jokic. Coming off what we just saw in that last series in which he was able to have his way, uh, I mean, poor Yusuf Nurkic. Nurk's going to wake up in the middle of the night seeing Nikola Jokic for months to come now. I mean, the man just looked so sad at the end of that game and uh, being hung out to dry trying to guard him. It's a different story against the Suns. Not only is the team defense night and day different than the Blazers, but you think of the different things they can do to him. You can put DeAndre Ayton, a better defender, on him with size. I think there are going to be times where if they want to play Jokic away from the hole, you could stick Jay Crowder on him for a while too because Jay Crowder's got the physical size to keep him away from the basket. And if you want to keep Jokic as a jump shooter, then maybe that's a way you can go as well just as a way to mix it up on him. So I'll be looking for some unders on Jokic. I won't really want to play anything on the Suns until I see what Chris Paul looks like. But uh, this series, I think is tilted to the Suns to win. I think that team defense is really the difference for Phoenix. But again, if Chris Paul isn't healthy and they have to rely on Cameron Payne, I think everything is up in the air there for the Suns and the Nuggets. And of course, 
if we're going to talk about series in which injuries play a major factor, 76ers and the Hawks starting up tomorrow. We told you earlier in the show, Joel Embiid got some shots up at practice today. Didn't do anything in the live portion of practice. The Philadelphia 76ers are three-point favorites at home against the Hawks. 1.05 p.m. Eastern start tomorrow. 220 and a half is your total. Minus 200 the series price on Philadelphia. Plus 160 on the Hawks who are coming off that five-game win against the New York Knicks in which Trey Young really took a big step forward. And James, this Atlanta team, ever since the coaching change from Lloyd Pierce to Nate McMillan, has taken off. And the impressive part to me is that Nate McMillan, as a coach in the playoffs, had been a pretty easy fade from a betting perspective for a while there. Uh, Hasn't been that way with the Hawks thus far this year. I think for Coach McMillan, being able to take advantage of some of the mess matches that that the Hawks team offensively posed against New York, and that that really became a struggle. And then it, for for them to be able to talking about the Knicks being able to match and match firepower with them relying on Derrick Rose as great as he's been, as many injuries he's had, couldn't sustain that through a series play. And here, a different animal. When we're talking about the Sixers, but to your point, Adam, with Embiid, the cartilage injury there, that is that's going to hamper him throughout the rest of the playoffs, whether it's just in this series or moving forward. That's not going to heal on its own. It's not going to heal with time. He's going to have to get that surgically repaired and rectified, and he can do additional damage to that. It can make things worse for him uh, where you've got cartilage in there. It can catch. It can lock. It can flip over, and that just does more damage. And the other piece, too, is you're out there. You're on and He's a big fellow, obviously, and beat and so impactful for Philadelphia on both ends of the floor. But it's going to swell up on him, too. I just can't see Embiid being, when he's out on the floor, I think when he's there, he'll probably be impactful. But will he be there from game to game? That's the huge question mark. Can't bet the series because of his status and his impact for Philadelphia. Thinking if he's not there, well, then what? Looking at other matchups here, Adam, and thinking about, all right, Tobias Harris, he's really obviously going to have to step up and shoulder a lot of the scoring load with Embiid. Even if Embiid is out there, he's not going to be at full strength by any means. So, Tobias Harris. Harris. What does that matchup look like for Atlanta? I think that's what I'm really interested to see. We talk about another player for Atlanta who had a knee injury. He had knee surgery during the season, came back, and now has just started to get back the last few weeks is DeAndre Hunter. I think DeAndre Hunter is the most versatile player both for defensively for the Hawks. He can guard multiple positions. That's what I want to see. What does that matchup look like? Is DeAndre Hunter going to be assigned to Tobias Harris? And what is Harris able to do against DeAndre Hunter, who I think in my mind, is their best on-ball defender as well as off-ball wing defender is DeAndre Hunter. I think that's going to be a key matchup to watch here for this Sixers-Hawks series. But right now, because of NB's status, Adam, I can't get involved with it. It's strictly going to be game-to-game bets for me and maybe in-game-to-in-game bets for me just based on the status of NB's knee. I am with you entirely. I look at that first game and I see that short number on the Sixers at three and it's very tempting. I'm going to wait a little bit longer and see what other information we get here, but very, very tempting. I think the Sixers can cover three even without Joel Embiid. And the biggest thing I will be watching in this series is Trey Young props, definitely on points, maybe not points, rebounds, assists, but definitely Trey Young points props because he is going to have a real challenge on his hands with Ben Simmons locked onto him. Uh, Rudy Gobert is the 
odds-on favorite for Defensive Player of the Year for a reason, but I can build you one heck of a case for Ben Simmons. In just the first half of the season alone, if you take the first half of the season, Ben Simmons got the primary assignment on the top scorer for the other team 11 times. He's going to be the guy who takes most of the time against Trey Young and After the series against the Wizards, head coach Scott Brooks came out and said he thinks Ben Simmons is the defensive player of the year in the NBA. I think Trey Young is going to have a very hard time getting up shots. Now, does that mean that he's not going to be able to produce for this team? Absolutely not. We know that Trey Young as a passer can be absolutely outstanding, but I will be looking to see how inflated the numbers get on Trey Young points props and see what my opportunities are there to potentially play against him, especially early in the series until we see what adjustments Nate McMillan might be able to make to whatever the Sixers are doing. And, of course, whether Joel Embiid is in the middle of that defense to cause problems. But uh, to the one point James made that I want to echo, the addition of DeAndre Hunter back into the lineup can't be overstated, especially from a defensive perspective for the Hawks. Uh, He helped to make life miserable for Julius Randle in that last series against the Knicks. When we come back on Betting Across America, Dwayne Colucci from the South Point Rampart Sportsbooks will join us. He's a big hockey guy. He's a horse player. And you know what? Got a lot of that going on today. So a great guy to talk to. Coming back on the Sports Betting Network here in just a moment. Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.